0: Hi, I'm Dr. Kirsten Lauritsen. I'm a personal functional medicine practitioner for high performers and professional athletes. And I've worked with athletes in many different sports from the U.S. sailing team to endurance sports and triathlon, CrossFit and professional tennis players across the board in any sport. Maintaining a foundation of a healthy body and mind is crucial for long-term success. This is the podcast that will show you how to apply the principles of a healthy body and mindset to achieve high performance all from the inside out. This is the Fit and Healthy Athlete Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fit and Healthy Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirsten Lauritsen. And today we are going to continue our series on fueling and hydration for endurance sports and athletes. And specifically, we are going to talk about the GI tract and how your fueling needs to consider the impact that it can have on your gut. So let's start off with the first part. So the so. The types of fueling products that we consume can have an impact on the types of bacteria in our gut. And that's really important to consider because your microbiome influences a lot of functions in your body. There's two types of bacteria that we're going to talk about today that usually operate in a ratio that are really, really critical to know about. So number one is the Firmicutes bacteria, and number two is the Bacteroidetes or Bacteroides bacteria. Both of them operate in a ratio. So, and here's the thing with a lot of endurance athletes, because of the amount of sugars that they get exposed to because of... Are fueling products, and then on top of that, because of the stress that this type of sport can have on endurance athletes, and this isn't just endurance athletes, but we're we're talking about those today. So if you play another sport and you have a lot of stress on your system, this could be you too. Having this type of bacteria, though, can and this type of lifestyle, high stress and a lot of sugar, can influence your Firmicutes bacteria. The Firmicutes bacteria being high or a little bit more increased than bacteroides can put you at risk of certain things. Number one, uh, it can put you at risk of obesity or um, just increased weight. And then the other side of that is the Firmicutes bacteria also can lead to irritable bowel type symptoms. So it's really important to recognize that if you are experiencing symptoms of irritable bowel or inflammation in the GI tract, it's possible that some of the bacteria there could be influenced. Um, It could be influencing that and also could be influenced by the types of fueling sources and the sport that you have. And this is really where GI panels and all of that can be really effective for athletes in figuring out how to balance all of the things and to minimize your symptoms. But this isn't necessarily about all that. We do have a whole gut thing coming up soon. And we'll be talking about more of that and how the GI tract really relates to athletes uh, and how we can really influence your performance and your health based on looking at the gut and all of the things that are in it. So, but what can you do though, right? So you have this high sugar, maybe you have this influence on the formigates bacteria. And then how could we balance that ratio out a little bit more to help the bacteroidetes bacteria or the bacteria out? Uh, And here's really where we're talking about fueling today, but here's really where this is impactful is your diet outside of training. And this is part of what we're going to talk about in the, and what we talk about in the fueling and hydration mini course that I have. So unfortunately the Western diet is not very diverse and it can be a lot higher in sugar and also in fats that are, you know, uh, if they can have seed oils and deep fried fats and all of these things. And the, the typical diet really only centers around a few types of animal products or animal species. And also it doesn't have that many types of whole like plant-based foods, maybe up to 10 to 12 max. So if we look at where the gi tract really thrives it's in a very like a very high diversity of different types of foods so what that can mean is that we really want to make sure that when we're we're looking at our diet outside of our training that we are eating a wide variety of different types of foods. That's including, if you do eat meat, that's including meat, different types of animals, as well as vegetables, plants, fruits, veggies, beans, nuts, seeds, all of those types of things that we can, and fermented foods. So let's talk about that really quickly, about like what types of foods could you be focusing on that would be very helpful for your gut? Foods that are really high in fiber is really, really critical. They are a little bit harder for your gut to digest. And that also really helps your bacteria and it stimulates growth of different types of bacteria. And it's awesome. You can eat food and influence your gut and and increase the different types of bacteria that are there. So we're talking about beans and legumes. We're talking about raspberries and artichokes. We're talking about broccoli, chickpeas, lentils, bananas. Whole grains, uh, in the whole grains including like wild rice, um, apples. I mean, you you name it. There's a lot. There's a lot there that are going to be very high on the fiber content. So those those are the types of things that you would definitely want to consider having around. And on top of that, we want to make sure that we are getting in enough fermented foods too. The other thing really quickly I wanted to mention too is that when we're eating these high fiber foods and these fermented foods, they can help to influence and minimize some of the like disease causing bacteria that can be in the gut. So if you if you um, have ever heard of, Or if you have or are working with like an autoimmune disease, a chronic illness, or you have some genetic predisposition to things, there are actually quite a bit of the different types of bacteria in the gut that can influence the expression of those two. And if you have like a condition that uh, is directly related to the gut, like irritable bowel or anything like that. These these different types of foods and these different types of bacteria can all influence the types of bacteria that can cause those symptoms and chronic illnesses. So I know that's a little bit in and out, but <laughs> definitely something to um, definitely something to know. And then on top of that too, a lot of the foods that I mentioned like apples and artichokes and blueberries and nuts like pistachios, all of these can help to increase a type of bacteria in the gut called bifidobacteria, which is very protective for the gut lining and for intestinal inflammation. So you're going to want to pay attention to that for later on in the video coming up, because we're going to talk all about that intestinal lining and why it's so important for endurance athletes to know about it and know how to minimize leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So the other thing I wanted to talk about too is fermented foods and polyphenols. So fermented foods are your foods like uh, yogurt and kimchi and sauerkraut and tempeh, kefir, uh, any type of fermented veggie, okay? So these types of foods can also be very high in something called lactobacillus. And lactobacillus can really, really benefit your health. It's also known to help with... um improving inflammation, and um, a number of chronic health conditions. So lactobacillus, bifidobacterium, and then also making sure we have this great ratio between your formicutes and bacteroidetes are critical for not just your gut health, but also your performance, as well as your uh, body's health to inflammation and um, chronic illnesses or symptoms and, and things like that, as well as fatigue. Also, we did mention here a lot of foods that will help to ben- to increase something called short chain fatty acids. And this is all something to just hear now. And we're going to talk about this later on as we get into the gut section of really what I want to talk about in um, that course that's coming up for athletes. These, these types of foods that have these f- high fiber prebiotic type foods also influence something called short chain fatty acids and short chain fatty acids are really, really important for athletes because they influence something called your mitochondria, which generate adenosine triphosphate ATP, which is your energy system. So if we're really wanting to improve energy and reduce fatigue, making sure that you have all of these different aspects are critical, um, for that system. and. On top of that, short-chain fatty acids can also influence all of these different um, systems in the body that allow for you to have increased oxygen uptake in your muscles, delivery of that oxygen to those muscles, as well as increased energy and reduced uh, time to fatigue. So you you actually, by working with your gut, can influence your performance, which is pretty cool. And lastly, I wanted to talk about polyphenols. Polyphenols show up in in things like chocolate, uh, as well as uh, grapes, grapes and grape skin, specifically green tea, onions, blueberries, broccoli. Uh, almonds also are a great source of polyphenols and we don't necessarily digest polyphenols very well, but they go to the colon, which is where a lot of our gut microbiome is. And it's that bacteria that help us to release those polyphenols from the food that we consume. And those have a huge amount of benefits for the human body, including reducing inflammation, improving blood pressure, as well as uh, reducing and just maintaining uh, good cholesterol levels. And they help to lower oxidative stress, which is very, very important for athletes, especially endurance athletes. In addition, also the microbiome and polyphenols and all of this can also help to reduce um, triglycerides and something called C-reactive protein, which is a major inflammatory marker. If you don't know what your C-reactive protein looks like, you can get certain tests that can help you with that. Uh, Inside Tracker being one that I really love. And I um, down below in the caption will be a link so that you can get a discount on that if you're wanting to take a look at what, uh, what your blood levels look like and, and get more testing. Thank <laughs> Okay, so now part two of the second thing that you really want to make sure you know is that's all the food stuff and the diet and how all of that can influence our GI tract outside of training. But when it comes to fueling, the number, the other thing we really want to know is know your sugars. Okay, so the problem with, and I'm going to highlight one in particular, is maltodextrin. So maltodextrin is used in a lot of fueling products because it is a more complex carbohydrate. So it won't spike your blood sugar as much. The issue with that though is also, so that's great because we we do want to manage our blood sugar well, and it will help you prevent the like up and down crash. However, maltodextrin in large amounts, like in gels and liquid fuels and things like that, can cause GI symptoms. Uh, it can, it can lead to gas. It can lead to gargling. It can lead to diarrhea and it can really, um, also lead to some allergy type symptoms like cramping and skin irritation. So maltodection is something you do want to be very careful of, and it can also increase inflammation in the gut. Already. We have so many things that are impacting the gut and just in race on race day, on training stress, uh, all of this. And, And so we do want to make sure that we do think about what the impact of all of that can have on your gut lining. So things that you might want to consider instead of gels, like I have athletes who, um, even running, they'll carry a lot of stuff with them, but on the bike, I'll have them consider whole foods, especially if they do triathlons like rice cakes or power balls or protein bars that are made with nut butter and oats and, uh, different types of syrup and honey. These are all different whole food things. First off, you can make at home. You can also use bars and things like that too, but these all help to, um, they, they they have a wide balance of um, macronutrients, number one, and then also they don't use maltodextrin, So they're going to be a little bit easier for your GI tract. They all, and it also will balance out your use of gels too. So what I have athletes do is I have them practice all of this stuff in training. And one thing that works and, and, Also, then I one thing that works really well for them is to just use the gels, maybe when they're out running because it's a little less um, heavy to carry and awkward, but then use those, especially if you're a triathlete and then use those uh, foods when you're um, on the bike. Um, however, if gels of any type tend to cause gas cramping diarrhea, you do really want to be careful of your use of those, but that doesn't mean that you don't fuel, right? That's the whole point is you've got to figure out then what works for you. So these are the first two parts of what you really need to know when it comes to developing a fueling and hydration plan that is very specific to you but also has a, a big impact on your gut and make sure that we we keep it as healthy as possible as you go through so that we can reduce inflammation we can reduce risk of of illness and injuries and also we can promote your health for the long term Next, next week, we're going to get into part two, uh, which we'll talk about, we're going to talk about gels and liquid carbohydrates and dumping too much of that carbohydrate into the gut and the implications that that can have. And we're also going to talk about leaky gut and inflammation too. So make sure to subscribe and join me for next week for the second part of this, because it's really, really helpful to get this all dialed in so that you can maximize your performance and your training. And also be able to enjoy race day without a bunch of symptoms and having doubts and and fears around not knowing what to do around fueling and hydration. And, and you can really enjoy the day for all of all that it is. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week. Take care. Hey, did you know that up to 70% of athletes may be deficient in at least one micronutrient, if not potentially deficient in two or more? Micronutrient deficiencies like vitamin D, iron, calcium, vitamin E, B12, B9 are super common in athletes. And they can lead to things like fatigue, they can lead to injuries and fractures, getting sick a lot and missing practice, to unexplained pain and a lot more. On the flip side though, athletes who corrected nutrient deficiencies saw improvements in vo2 max vertical jump grip strength force improved delayed onset muscle soreness and a lot more that's why i created the strong to the finish line free guide for athletes like you to be able to train and compete symptom free so that you can have the confidence and the power to perform at your best get this guide for free at drkirsten.com finish strong